Today's year in Yerushalmi Sanhedrin is dedicated to the memory of Pesach Gershon ben Yisrael Fish Oliver Sholem, and for a refuah shalema for Yosef Yisrael ben Zelda, Besoch Shar Choli Yisrael. We are beginning in the Ozvahar edition on Davches Amid Beis, 16 lines from the top of the Amid, after the two dots, with the words Amar Rabbi Yochanan. In the Vilna edition, it is on Daf Vov Amid Beis. Before we begin the Gemara, an introduction is necessary. Our Gemara will be referring back to the Mishnah, which states that when one is poda, when one redeems Hegdish and Meiser Shemi, three people are required, a bezin is required to be there for the pigeon, for the redemption. And the halacha is that there are many things where Hegdish and Meister Shani are similar to one another. The money that is used to redeem Hegdish, and we're speaking about Hegdish where the person himself donated, of his own free will, he donated something to Hegdish, and now he wants to redeem it. So the Kedusha, of the item that he dedicated to the Beis HaMikdash becomes nullified and it is transferred to the money. The person also, when he's redeeming something that he voluntarily was Magdish to the Beis HaMikdash, he has to add a fifth. Meister Shemi has these similarities as well. Meister Shemi must be separated from a person's crops in the first, second, fourth, and fifth years of the seven-year Shemitah cycle, it needs to be eaten in Yerushalayim. However, if the owner does not want to transport the Maishashani produce to Yerushalayim, so the Torah allows him to redeem it with coins of an equivalent value, and then the Kedusha, the sanctity of the Maishashani produce, is transferred to those coins, and then the produce becomes completely and becomes ordinary crops. The redemption money of the Maishashani is brought to Yerushalayim and it is used to buy food which is eaten in Yerushalayim. So it has this similarity with Hegdish that it becomes, the Kadosh thing becomes ordinary, becomes Chulun, and the Kedush is transferred to the money. It also has the same similarity as Hegdish that the person has to add a fifth when he makes this pigeon. And now, our Gemara will be discussing areas where Hegdish and Maishashani are not the same. There are also, we should point out, many changes in the next piece of Gemara until almost to the bottom of the Amid uh, at the two dots. Many changes in the text and the Girsa, and we will be following mainly the way the Korban Eda has the Girsa in our Gemara. And now, let us begin with the Gemara itself, Omer Rabbi Yochanan. Omer Rabbi Yochanan said Rabbi Yochanan, again, referring back to our Mishnah, where we said that uh, three people are needed in the pigeon of Hegdish and Maishashemi to appraise the value of the item that we want to make a pigeon on. So now Rabbi Yochanan tells us the difference between Hegdish and Maishashemi. Omer Rabbi Yochanan, Hegdish, a pedui of Yisrael Domov, Hegdish, where the person gave more than the value of the item that he was trying to redeem, we in the Hagdama said he was giving it our money, but actually the Korban Eidah says in Divriya Maschal, Hegdish, Yeser Abdomov, 
which is three lines after we come to the short lines on the top of the left-hand column, says the Korbanei, This pora will be instead of the pora which I was magdish to hegdish. I want to make that pora of hegdish chulen. I want to transfer the Kedusha to this new pora. So, Even if the one of hegdish that he had donated before was worth only five, Shkolem, and the new one is worth ten. So we say, says Rabbi Yochanan, the pigeon works, and we don't say he made a mistake, and therefore the pigeon should not work. But no, he knows that it's worth ten. He knows it's worth five more than the original one, and we transfer the kedusha from the first animal that he uh, dedicated to the base of Megdish, and we put it on the second animal, and the first animal is Chulun. However, continues Rabbi Yoichlin, but by Maish Hashem, if he does the same thing, and he pays more money than the item is worth, here the din is, the, the whole pigeon is meaningless and worthless, says the Korban Shavin. Since the money is not equivalent to the produce, it's more money than the produce is worth, Loi Omar Klum. He said nothing, and the Kedusha remains on the produce. That produce has to be brought to Yerushalayim, unless he makes another valid pigeon. But this pigeon is not valid. And the money is... Chulun. The money does not have to be brought to Yerushalayim. However, we find the same sugi in the, in Mesech the Meister Sheini, and there, there's a different girsa. There, the girsa is Loitofas es hakoil. And if we look in the Pnei Moshe, in Divri Maschal, Rabbi Yoyna Boy, which is right opposite the Gemara that we're learning, in the middle of that Pnei Moshe, the Pnei Moshe says, chal alav al Our whole discussion over here in our Gemara, according to the Pnei Moshe, he's apparently going with the Girsa in Maishr Sheni, where we're not going, like the Korban Eidah says, that the pigeon is worthless. It's status quo. The Maishr Sheni remains Kadosh, and the money remains Cholin. According to the Pnei Moshe, going with the gears that we have in Meister Shani, the pigeon is a pigeon, but it's only a pigeon on five shkolim. If the fruits, the produce is worth five, and he gave ten, the same case that we had by the two paroids by Hagdish. So here we say, according to Girsa Meister Shani, that it's not chal on the full ten, but on five of the ten it is chal. He didn't make any mistake there. It is, it's worth five, and he gave five. The trouble is, he gave ten. So we say that, that the extra five, he didn't mean to make that. He made a mistake on that. He thought that the, um, that the Meister Shani produce was worth ten, so he gave ten. It was only worth five. So the Meister Shani is redeemed. Five of the ten shkolim will be now hegdish, and he'll have to bring it to Yerushalayim and spend it there and eat uh, food there in Yerushalayim. The other five will not be Padui, the Yoiser. 
that would, that's our discussion here, says the plain Moshe. Going on the extra, but the initial five, there is a pigeon. So this machloi between the Korban Eve and the Thaybaish is totally, whether your garbage like are your shamli, areza ain't a puppy, it's not a pigeon at all, or your garbage like your shamli, Maishu Shani, that, like Tafas as a coil, there is a pigeon, but as the plain Marshall learns, on the extra, there is no pigeon. And the Gemara right away asks, Ma bein Hegdish, Ma bein Maishu Shani. What, in fact, is the difference between Hegdish and Maishu Shani? Why do we say by Hegdish that it's a totally good pigeon, even though he gave now five more shkolem than the item is worth? And why by Maishu Shani do we say, according to the carbonata, that it's not a pigeon at all? According to the plain Moshe, that the extra is not considered holy. What is the difference? Why are there different dinim for Hegdish and Maishasheni? They were similar in other halachas, as we learned. Why in this halacha is there a difference between Hegdish and Maishasheni? Answers the Gemara, Amar Rab Law, and the Carbonator tells us that in Maishasheni, the Girsa is Rab Elaw, and Law in our Gemara is a short form of the name Elaw, so Amar Rab Law. And now we, according to the Korban Eidah, we're going to flip the next few words with the words 12 lines from here. We're going to take these words, Hegdish and we will put it later in the Gemara. We're going to take the words from 12 lines down. That, according to the Korban Eidah, is what we are going to be going here again. Amar Law. Explains the Korban Eidah, Divrei Amaskal, Hachi Garcinen, Amar Rabbalosh, Kein Adam Matsu Laharbis Hegdeshoi. And now we'll skip down to the explanation of the Korban Eidah, the Chein Hubemaisher Sheini, Vachim Perushoi, Amar Rab Elah. So we see that the full name is Elah. And Rabla is a, a contraction of Elah. Do you know why, if he paid more to redeem the Hegdish, more than it's worth, there is a pigeon? Uh, that's the derech that people give more. We take on that probably he knew. He wants to be Mavater. I know it's worth more. I'm not making a mistake. The, the poor I originally made Hegdish was worth five shkolem, and this poor that I'm doing now, making Hegdish is ten shkolem. I'm not making a mistake. I know they have different values, but I'm benevolent. I want to give Hegdish even more than I originally donated to Hegdish. Mashiachin continues the carbonate of the Meister Shani, Shain Adam Asila Harbis boy. People do not give more than the Meister Shani is worth. Hilka Khamrina Mistamatal, Therefore, by Meister Shani, I say not that he knows the difference and he was Mavatar and he gave more, but rather he made a mistake. He thought that the Meister Shani was worth ten shkolem and really was only worth five shkolem. And therefore, the din is Loyomerklum, the way the carbonate learns in the Sugya, or the way the Pnei Moshe says the extra from 5 to 10 will not be Hegdish because that was a mistake. Now the carbonator right at this point does not explain why there's a difference that by Hegdish people give more than it's worth and by Maestro Shani they don't and we have to say that it was a mistake. And we'll see the 
two reasons that are given by the Korban Eida and the, by the Pnei Moshe of why, in this respect, Maishr Shani is different than Hegdish. But so far, we have a Teretz of Ravallah. That what? That Shekhen Adam Motsu Leois Marbe Begdeshoy, according to the gears of the Korban Eida, he's Marbe by Hegdish, he's not Marbe by Maishr Shani. Now, Rav Yoyna continues the Gemara, Rav Yoyna Bo, Rav Yoyna inquired. He says, there's a famous machloik throughout Shas, whether Maishr is mom and hegetu, when the Torah allows a Jew to eat the Maishr in Yerushalayim. Is the pshat of the Torah that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave this to a person, and it's considered his money, or do we say that, in fact, Hashem says, no, it's my money. And the person is really eating from Hashem's food. Is the Pshat that the Torah gave over the Maishr Shani totally to the person? It's considered as if it's his own produce, except there is a halacha that he has to eat that produce in Yerushalayim. Or do we say, So, Rabbi Yonah Baal, Rabbi had a shayla. Kiman Demar, according to the one who says, and here we'll go with the gears of the Korban Eida, Kinechasov. We take out the word Einoi Kinechasov. According to the man, the Omer says Kinechasov, that what? That it's Mom and Hedget, the Torah gave it over, that it totally belongs to the person. So then I understand the difference between Hegdish and Maishr Shani. As the Korban Eida explains, that Rav Yoyna thought that the reason by Hegdish we say that the additional five shkolem, that the second cow is worth more than the first cow, the reason why it's Kadosh is because of the Chumrah of Hegdish. And therefore, even though we have a suffix, we're not sure, but we say, let's be Machmir and let's give that also to Hegdish. So if I say that Maishr Shani is mom and hegit. I understand very clearly the difference. By Hegdish, we're machmer because it's Hegdish. We suffolk, we say that probably the person was mevater and gave more than he originally gave. He's giving ten shalom of a poor now instead of five. Maishr which is nechosav, it's mom and hegit. So over there, we're not machmer. And we say he made a mistake. I understand the difference. But, Baram, Kaman, Demar, According to the Girsa of the Korban Eida, ain't no kin But if you hold that it's not mom and hedge, you hold it's Mishulchan Kavoya Gazachu, that the person is eating from Hashem's table, so to speak. It belongs really to Hashem, except he let a person eat it with certain conditions in Yerushalayim. So if so, if according to the Mandi Yorman that holds ain't no kin who, Ma Ben Hegdish, Ma Ben Shani. So it comes out that Maishr Shani is also a type of Hegdish. It belongs to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So what is the difference between Hegdish and Maishr Shani? If you're Machmer by Hegdish, you should be Machmer by Maishr Shani. Why do you say that by Hegdish a person gives more, and by Maishr Shani he doesn't give more? Um, Rabbi Yaisi said, Rabbi Yaisi, this has nothing to do, the way the Korbanate explains, this has nothing to do with Mom and Hegdish, or Mishulchan Kavoy Kazachu. Even if I'll say it's Mishulchan Kavoy Kazachu, the Loik Var Nemer time up wasn't the reason already given, and here the Korban Eida has his girsa that Shekin Odo Motsu Lahar Bois Behegdish. We already said that that's the nature of a person to be Marba Behegdish. Mashi Ain Kain. 
by Meister Shani. And here, if we look in the Korban Eidah, we'll see the reason. Why is Meister Shani different? And we're, we're learning now the Korban Eidah, Divrei Amaschal, that long Korban Eidah, which started with Divrei Amaschal, Omer Rablah, and he went through the whole sugya here, and at the end of that long piece, with, with six lines before it ends, before Divrei Maskal Rav Zira, so the carbonator says as follows: Vehesh Rav Yosi, Rav Yosi answered, Kvar Amru Boitam. We said a reason already. She came out of Matzila Harvest Behegdish. He received that its girsa is not like we have in our Gemara. That yesh loy or ain loy as we said before, we're going to use that later in the next piece of Gemara. But right over here, we're goyrus shekain adam matzil harvest bagdish. Ma'ashenki ma'ashir sheni afak avdam mamukavayuhu ain adam matzil harvest bagdish. Now here's the reason sheain lahegdish menaklum. What does hegdish gain? El lazorim oichlum. I say, even if we say mishulchan kavoyif hazochel, but who's going to wind up eating it? The czar, the Yisrael, the Torah let him eat it. So what's the difference to Hegdish, whether he eats less or eats more? Hegdish has, has no gain from it. it. It ends up that he's going to eat it in your shrine. The Pnei Moshe even strengthens that. And he says in Divri Amasal, Amar Rabbi Yossi, which is in the middle approximately of the um, long uh, uh, column here of the short lines, Amar Rabbi Yossi, Loi Kenkvar, it more time is cannot much to have respect. She hock far Amru Atam, the Marba Odom Begdoshi. Avo, ain't Dr. Shalomi is Marba Pitchamash Shani, La Hois of Loy Tyrich Baliyos of Ushlan. Why should he want to make more? It, it, he's going to be busy with the difficulty of bringing up more money to Ushlan. He has to watch it. It's heavier. He's happier if he just has to take less money and spend it in Yushlaim. So therefore, either because of the reason of Korban Aida that Hegdish doesn't gain anything, or because of the Pneumoyesha that in fact it's a big tyrannical for him to take more money. So by Hegdish, he, where Hegdish gains, and it's not a tyrannical for him, so he's Mavatar and he, he'll give 10 shkol for something that's only worth 5 shkol. Where Hegdish doesn't gain. And he has Tircha. There he's not going to do it. And if he did it, it was a mistake. And according to the Korban Eida, his whole pigeon is worthless. And according to the Pnei Moshe, based on the uh, Gerson Meister Shani, that loy toughest as hakoyl, at least the extra will not be Kadosh. Only the initial five will make a pigeon on the Meister Shani produce to the money, which has to be spent in Shlein. But the extra five, there will be no sanctity to that money because he made a mistake. So even if I say but we have a reason to be machalic between Hegdish and Meiser Shani. Continues the Gemara, Rabzeira boy, Rabami. Rabzeira had a question in front of Rabami. Nivdak Oyser Ish, the Omar, Loinis Kavanti, as the carbonate explains. Let's say we went over to that person who had exchanged a pour of five shkolim from Hegdish and had given instead a Torah of ten shkolim, and we went over to him and we asked him, did you in fact have in mind to be mevater to Hegdish and to give more than you originally pledged to Hegdish, or did you make a mistake? His response was, no, I didn't mean to add. I thought that the original cow that I gave to the Bedekabayas, to Hegdish, which I'm able to exchange, it's not like a Corbin where there's an Isra of Tmura, 
but this Hegdish that's owned by the base Amigdosh is able to be exchanged. So I thought I was uh, doing Shava B'Shava. The first one was worth 10 Shkalim, and this one is worth 10 Shkalim. I didn't have Kavana to add more to Hegdish. Omar Lehi, Lichi Badek. So the question was, in such a case where he says, Loinus Kavanti, is the pigeon Chal or not? Does, is it effective or not? Omar Lehi, Lichi Badak. So he responded, Rabami responded, if you'll check it out and you get an answer of Lenis Kavanti, Kanami, it will not be redeemed. Because then he's saying he made a mistake. He says clearly, Rabbi Yochanan, who said that the pigeon is a good pigeon, because he's speaking about where Stum, we didn't ask him. And he didn't respond. And therefore, Bistam, we can assume, as we've learned in the Gemara before, that a person is more benevolent when it comes to Hegdish and adds to his original pledge, unless we hear from him favorish that he made a mistake. But if we didn't hear clearly that he made a mistake, we will say that he meant to add on. He knew what each cow was worth, and he meant to add on. But if you check it out, and he says, I made a mistake, then it's a mistake, and there is no pigeon. As we mentioned previously, <coughs> one of the things that Hegdish and Meister Shani share in common is that when you are poda, both of them, you have to add a chomesh, a fifth. Now, the Gemara tells us that in this halacha, there is a difference between Hegdish and Meisr Shedi. Amar Rabbi Yochanan. Hegdish Hegdish that he redeemed, but he did not add on the fifth. Harezeh podui. It is redeemed. Meisr Shedi which he redeemed but did not add on a fifth, is not considered redeemed. Ask the Gemara the obvious question, what is the difference between Maishashani and Hagdish? Why by Hagdish is it redeemed and by Maishashani it's not redeemed? Amar Rav Lo, again it's Rav Elo. So Rav Lo said, and now we will take the words which we had 12 lines earlier, and we will flip them over to here, because before we took the words that are written here, and we transplanted that to the earlier Gemara. So now we're going to do the reverse. And Rav Lo is saying, Hegdish has people, the Kahanim, who will demand that they receive the extra fifth, Maishu Shani is left up to the individual himself, and we're afraid that he will be negligent and not add the fifth. So the Gemara is saying that by Hegdish, where there's someone who's going to come after you, they were not afraid that uh, you will only uh, be pulled the, the, that which is Kadosh, and you won't pay the additional fifth because there are people who will Mon it from you, who will demand it from you, who will ask you, you owe us still a fifth, and therefore we're not afraid you're, you'll be negligent and not pay it. However, by Bayesian, where it's left up to the individual himself, there we are worried, and therefore, as a safeguard to make sure that you pay the fifth, we say that you have accomplished nothing with your pigeon until that fifth is paid. But now we have a question. Rabbi Yoyna boy, Rabbi Yoyna had a question. 
I understand the difference between Hagdish Maishusheni, Kiman, Demar, Kinechosov. Again, according to Korbaneda, we take out the word Enoi. And this is referring back to the Machlokes, whether Maishusheni is Mom and Hejit, or it's Mishulchan Gavoyakazochi. So Rabbi Yoyna says, and the Korbaneda explains that Rabbi Yoyna thought the reason for distinguishing between Hegdish and Maishusheni is because Hegdish is Momen Gavoa, and therefore a person is afraid to, to make a mistake with Hegdish, and therefore for sure he won't be negligent until add the fifth. As the Carbonata uh, says in the first wide line at the bottom, the Hegdish We're not afraid that maybe he'll be negligent. Whereas Meister Shani, which is Mum and Hedget, which belongs to the individual, so he's not so careful about it. They were worried that he will be negligent, and that's why it's not Podui until he pays the fifth. So Rabbi Yaina asked the following question. I understand that Meister Shani is Mum and Hedget and not Mum and Gavoya. So he's not as a careful with Maishu Shani as he is with Hegdish, and that's why we make a distinction. Hegdish, if you didn't add the fifth, it's still Padui. And Maishu Shani, if you didn't add the fifth, it's not Padui, because we're worried that you'll be negligent. But Ram, however, continues Rabbi in his question, Kimandamar, according to the Mandiyomar, who holds, Einoi Kinechosa. Here we add a word according to the Korbanetis, Girsa. But if you hold, it's not Maman Hegdish, but it's Maman Gavoya. So basically, it's exactly the same as Hegdish. Hegdish is Maman Gavoya, it belongs to Hashem and Maishusheni's mom and Gavoya, and therefore I have a question. Ma'abin Hegdish and Maishusheni, what's the difference between Hegdish and Maishusheni? Why is Hegdish Padui if he didn't add the fifth? And Maishusheni is not Padui. Amar Rabbi Yaisi, so Rabbi Yaisi answered, Veloikvar at Amartam, haven't we already said the reason? It has nothing to do with mom and Gavoya or mom and Hegdish, even if you hold it's mom and Gavoya. And here again, we're going to change the Grisa. We're going to have to flip, and we're going to have to use the words which the Korban Ha'eda uses. And that is, the Loikvar Nemer Taima, this I am reading from four lines before it becomes wide in the left-hand column at the bottom of the Korban Ha'eda. The Loikvar Nemer Taima, the Hegdish, Yesh Loitoivin, Maishashen, Ein Loitoivin. So even if you're going to say that Maishusheni is Maman Gavoya, but there's a difference between one Maman Gavoya and the other Maman Gavoya. One Maman Gavoya has Taivin. That's Hegdish. Therefore, we're not afraid it'll be negligent. The other Maman Gavoya, Maishusheni, does not have Taivin. So it's not because Hegdish is more Chomer than Maishusheni. They're both on the same level. They're both Maman Gavoya. However, there's a difference between a Maman Gavoya which has claimers, the Kohanim are going to ask for the extra fifth, so he won't be negligent. And there's a difference between Maishu Shani, which although it's Mom Gavoya, but it has no Toivin, and there's no one who claims it, the person himself has to either take the produce and eat it in Yushalayim, or exchange it for money. So since there's no Toivin, the Chachamim made Xera that there's no Din Pigeon under Maishu Shani until the fifth is paid as well. This will be a internal safeguard that he will be pointed to Maishu Shani and add the fifth, even though there's no Taifin, because otherwise his whole redemption will be for naught, and it will be Eina Padui, and this is a safeguard that Maishu Shani 
will have an added Chomish added to it. Continues the Gemara. Um, we will be learning this entire sugi according to the Pnei Moshe's Pirish. However, Rav Chaim Kenevsky Shlita has a different Mahalach in the Sugya, which we will not be discussing, Ayin Shum. The Gemara now refers back to our Mishnah, which is on Gimel Amid Beis. And this is uh, five lines from the top of the Amid, where the Mishnah states, If you're Poda Hegdish, you need three people to assess what you are being Poda. Then the Mishnah continues, The value of Metaltan is Mishloisha. We're going to learn the Gemara will immediately ask, ask, how can Metaltan have an Erech? Erech is a Torah value of people. A man at different ages, what he's worth. A woman at different ages, what she is worth. We never find a Metaltan have an Erech. The Gemara will ask this soon and give the Pshat of what these words mean. Rabbi Yehuda Oimer, that when you are evaluating whatever that means, one of the three has to be a koyin, the Pnei Moshe on the Mishnah there says that ain halacha k'rab Yehuda in the first medium wide line. Continues the Mishnah, and when you are evaluating karka, the simple shot here would be someone, for example, donated $10,000 worth of his karka to Hegdish, so now we need to assess how much of his karka is worth $10,000. So we need 10 of the karkois, Tisha, and one of them, Vikoyin. One of the 10 has to be a koyin, nine Yisraelim, and one koyin. The Adam Kiyaitzbehen, the Pnei Moshe explains in the Mishnah, what does it mean, Adam Kiyaitzbehen? This is the fourth medium-wide line, the Adam Kiyaitzbehen, Im Omar, Dami Olai, whatever I'm worth, not the Erechim, the Torah value, but whatever I'm worth if I'm sold as an evid in the marketplace, Oi, the Meiploimi Olai, or whatever my friend is worth, Sheshaman Oisai, Kamahushavalimchar, so we estimate how much he's worth or how much the other person is worth if he would be sold as a slave, and that's what he has to pay. So just like by karka, we say that you need 10 and one of them is a koyin. The same thing, if you're evaluating a person, it's 10 and one of them has to be a koyin. So now begins the Gemara. Tony, we learned in our Mishnah. Evaluating Hegdish is with three. And then we spoke about the karka, that you need ten and one of them is a koyin. So the Gemara says, This is speaking about when someone is magdish, like, like we said, the marshal $10,000 worth of karka. So you need to estimate and evaluate, appraise the karka, how much of it is worth $10,000. So you need ten and one of them is a koyin. Now, the Gemara is asking, what's the din in the following case? Avil im Omar. And we're not going to learn the words, but rather, we're going to learn as the Korban Ada brings down, which we find in the Yushami Megillah, Peregdad, Allah, Dalid. Avil im Omar. The may sode alai. And the question is, do you need three or do you need ten? If you look at the bottom of the Pnei Moshe, he says the same thing. The last two lines in the right-hand column, do we say that when he says, he's not being magdish, he's not giving hegdish a plot of ground that's worth 10,000, but rather, he says that 
the worth of this field that I own, I'm not giving the field itself, but the worth of that field, I'm giving to Hegde. So how many do you need to estimate his field there, where he's not giving the field? Says the Pnei Do we say it's like Erech Lamataltlin, Shaharei Domim Hegdish? In that case, he's giving the value. And there we say all you need is three. Or is it like someone who's Magdish Karka? Since after all, he's taking the value of Karka, maybe as a den of Karka, and it would need 10. That is the Gemara Shiloh. Says the Gemara, let's learn it from the following din of our Mishnah. We learned in the Mishnah that the Erechimamatatumah were three, and we had this problem, which the Gemara now, Andav Tesumatatumah, is going to ask. We are going to learn like the Korban Eden Megillah, that is not Goyrus, the word She'en, but rather we're going to learn V'chiyesh Erech Metatlan. As we spoke out the Kasha and the Mishnah, is there such a thing as Erech Metatlan? Erech is of people. So how could you be speaking about the Erech Metatlan? So the answer to that is that Rabbi Yaakov Bar Acha and Rabbi Shimon Bar Vo, the shame of Chanina, they said the name of Rabbi Chanina, that what does it mean? He says, whatever the Torah's value of me is, I'm going to pay to a Hagdish. And he never paid. As the Pnei explains, Ubal is Sadr Mekarka, so the, the Gizber of Hagdish comes and says, you owe us money. So if he wants to pay his debt with Karka, then we estimate it with 10. But if he wants to pay up with Metaltalin, then with 3. That's the Pshat in Erech Lamatatlan. And that's the Pshat in the Mishnah, that by Karka you need 10. We had learned so far, it's speaking about where a person is Magdish, $10,000 worth of a Karka. Here, the Gemara is giving a new Pshat. The Gemara is saying that it could be referring to the Erechen that I obligated myself. And now I'm going to pay up. I don't have money. I don't have cash. So I'm either going to pay Metaltalan, then I need three people to estimate how much of Metatlan will be worth what I am now, according to the Torah, worth, based on my age and gender. However, if I'm going to pay up the Torah value of myself with Karka, then I will need 10. So what the Gemara is trying to say is the same thing. Let us look in the Pnei Moshe, Ho'imer, Me'ato. This is three lines after the lines become small. Ho'imer, Me'ato, Ho'imer. If we say that the pshat in is that he said my value I'm going to pay through either metalton or karka isn't that the same as your shiloh? You asked me. The Gemara wants to be pushed to the shiloh from this case. That's the same as saying the value of the field I have to pay. What's the difference if he says my value and he's paying with karka in the ten? Paying with metatli three, oy erech sade The din would be the same by both of them. If he says I'm going to pay the value, so the din would be So we'll say the same thing that the may sade will be have a din of karka, and therefore you'll need ten. And if you're going to pay it. If you're going to pay the value, this is what the Gemara is saying, that the value of the karka is the same as my Torah value. And what was the halacha there? That it depends how you're going to pay it up. If you're going to pay up your debt to Hegdish through karka, you need 10. If you're going to pay up your debt to Metatlan, 
through metaltalin, then you need three. So the same thing. If he says the value of this field is on me to pay, now I have an obligation to pay. I don't have cash available. So then it will depend. If my payment will be through Karka, through, it could be a different property. The value of property A is on me. And how am I going to pay that value? That's going to be with property B. Or I'm going to pay it with metaltalin. So if it's with Karka, it'll be 10. If it'll be payment through metaltalin, it'll be three. Isn't that the same? So the Gemara says, no, it's not the same. And the Gemara really doesn't explain. The Pnei doesn't explain. Um, however, perhaps we, we can say a pshat. No, you cannot compare one with the other. And there, there's uh, there's a basic difference uh, because erchiolai the Torah already estimated how much I'm worth at a given age based on my gender, as we find in Parshas Bechukaisai, Ayin Sham. But if I say to me Sadiolai, so there I need an estimation for the Sud itself. And my Harusa of my Shlita added that I'll need two estimations: one on field A that I want to give to Hegdish the value of field A, but how am I going to pay field A? I'm going to pay field A by the value of field B. So I, there are two va- two uh, appraisals that are necessary. So perhaps over there you need 10. And also we have the Chilich that the by Erechen, the Torah already gave my value. I'm only appraising the field with which I want to pay my value. So there, by a field, you need the 10, and by a metaltalin, if I pay it through metaltalin, I only need three. But perhaps, that's what the Gemara is saying, it's not the same. The dummy Allah is not the same. If I'm going to pay with metaltalin by this case, perhaps there, I do require 10. That's what the Gemara says, that dummy the may sode lie there perhaps if he pays even with metaltalin it will require ten so which case could I say is like erchi lie that there'll be a chilik between karka metaltalin the following case avlam amar harei alai monol hagdish I have to give a hundred monet to hagdish and there's a halacha that by he, by erchin if I can't afford it. We estimate how much you can afford, and you only pay that, and then for the rest of your life, you don't have to pay, even if you become rich. By Hegdish, Allah is that you pay what you're worth now, what you can afford now, but um, if you become rich later, then you have to pay the full amount. So the Gemara is saying, if I say, then if he pays by Metaltalin, then that would be like Erechi Olai. That would be like that would be like erchiolai. Avlam amar hareolai monolahegdish shaman loy b'shloisha lekishiyasher needen behesigyad, and then he'll pay with what he could afford when he becomes rich. And, and this is even better than erchin. By erchin, he is not mechuyev to pay if he becomes rich later on. So there, there is a worry that. Uh, perhaps Hegdish will lose out. And that's why we require by Karker, for example, 10. We want to make sure that Hegdish does not lose out. Here, 
since he's going to pay the full thing if he can afford it later on, not like Erickson, where he doesn't pay when he becomes rich later on. Here he can afford the whole thing later on. He has to pay the whole thing. There's less of a shush that Hagdish is going to lose out on it. So this is certainly a case. If there's a chilik by Erechen between Karka and Metaltlin, there's certainly this chilik by Hagdish. There's less of a chance that Hagdish will lose out. And the only reason you need 10 is because you want to make sure that Hagdish is not getting cheated. And, and that is less of a problem by Hagdish where he has to pay later on, even if he couldn't afford it initially. So this will be a case by Hagdish, which will be similar to Erechelai, that there will be a chile between Metaltalim and Karka. However, in our case of Demei Sadelai, there, Gemara wants to say that it's not like the case of Erechen. There, the halach is, even if you pay with metaltalin, you will have to pay with 10 because it is more required than by Erechen since you have to evaluate the karka that he is taking the value karka A and he's paying it with karka B. You need two appraisals, even for the initial karka. So that, even if you pay with metaltalin, you would need 10. This is the shot that the Pnei Moshe seems to be saying on a very difficult piece of Gemara. And as we said before, the Rebchaim uh, Kanyevsky has a different shot, Ayin Shom. A brief Hagdom is necessary for the next piece of the Gemara. Usually, when a Bezdin wanted to auction off somebody's property in order to pay a debt, or if the Gizbra, the treasurer of the Beis Amigdash, wanted to sell land that was Hegdish, consecrated land. We find in the Mishnah in Erechen, Perik Vav, Mishnah Aleph, that this sale must be publicized in advance. The reason for this is to promote competitive bidding so that Hegdish gains because they're insured that the highest possible price will be obtained. Now, um, how is the sale publicized, it's uh, done by issuing an announcement letter where the property is advertised. In Argamora, we're going to refer to this as an Igeres Bekores, an inspection letter. Why is it called an inspection letter? Because we want the people to come and to inspect what they will be bidding on and to see what it's worth. They should come in advance to inspect the uh, property that is being Sold. Begins Zigamora. Tony, we learned in Abraisa that even though we do this, for example, Gabi Karka, but slaves, or a star documents, and movable items, they do not have a letter of inspection. The Gemara asks, Ma'u what do you mean when you refer to the letter of inspection? This refers to publicizing the sale. And as we explained, because people should come and inspect uh, the property that they want to purchase. Now, what is the reason why we don't issue any Geras Bekairus and we don't publicize this sale in advance? We only do it by Karka, for example. Ulo Bar Yishmol Amar, he said, Avodim, the reason by slaves is that they shouldn't run away. They don't want to have a new master. So when they find out that they're being sold to a new master, they may run away. Hashtorois, a document of Ashtar Chov, where one is indebted and it's written up in a shtar of Amitatl or movable objects, the reason why they are not publicized, Shlayignavu. 
apparently if you have a large crowd coming, there's a lot of advertising and there's more chance of robbers coming and stealing the uh, movable items and the shtaris. However, you have a small crowd and it's not so publicized, that uh, lowers the risk. And therefore, um, there was no Igeris Bakiris for these items. Continues the Gemara, Rabbo Bar Kahan, a boy, can we rub the son of Kahan asked the following question in front of Rabbi Yaisi, Les Hada Amra Shavadam Niftim Bishlaisha. Can't we infer from this din that we said before that there's no igris bekoris, there's no pu- publicizing the selling of slaves because they may run away. So can't we deduce from this that we are pulled only with three? Because if any transaction that has to do with a slave requires ten so automatically there will be a piersum because 10 people is considered a rabbim. It's considered that you're doing it before Hesia, in front of everybody. The word will get around when you do it in front of 10 people. So if you're afraid that the Avon will run away, if it's publicized, then the sale, which involves appraising how much the Evid is worth, because Based on that, you can uh, pay what his worth is. It cannot be done in front of 10 people because that would be publicizing him and they may run away. So can't we deduce from here that an avodim are redeemed or sold with three and not with 10? Amrle, in, yes, very good deduction. Yes, said Rabbah to Rabbi Yaisi, it's a good deduction, but I have a kashavot to Ninon. We learned in our Mishnah, Bikarkoi's Tishavikoyan. That when you redeem karkos, it's nine, and according, you need ten altogether. And when you are redeeming a person, similarly, you need ten. So he learned that vadam means that when a person says, uh, my value should be upon me, which means what he sold as an evid in the marketplace, and that we are discussing avadim here. And it would seem from our Mishnah that avadim are appraised with ten, like Karka. Omar lay, so Rabbi Yossi responded, the Pnei Moshe has the next word, Achen, the carbonate that leaves out this word. The word means, this is the resolution. Adam, the Ka, Ben Chayrin, who, the Adam here is speaking about a Ben Chayrin, that which we learned in the Mishnah, Adam, that's Afka ben Charim. But if you're actually coming to redeem or sell a slave, then it's enough with three. Because if you're going to have ten, it's going to become public and he may run away. So this must be speaking about our Mishnah, only a free person. And he says, Domi Allah, my value is upon me. But he himself is not a slave, he's a ben Charim. So it comes out that in the case of slavery, a person who is a slave, you'd only do three, because with ten, it would become a foursome. But by Ben Chayrin, who is giving his value to the base of Megdash, there we do it, in fact, with nine Israelim and one kite. Continues the Gemara, Chananya, Bar, Shalemia, Omar, B'Shem Rav. He said in the name of Rav, that what? That also, the coming Rebbe, an incident once came before Rebbe, and the court made a mistake, 
more than a shish. Now, this Gemara really applies to a Gemara in Yushalmi Ksubis, Perikudal of Halachavav. Where there we find the Machlach between Hashem and Gamal and Chacham. If Bezdin overevaluated a, a property by more than a shush, so Rabbi Shimon Gamaliel says that it's okay. Either they overvalued the property, they undervalued the property. Normally, there would be an Indian of Oinov. It's worth more than a sixth of its true value. But Rabbi Shimon Gamaliel says, we have a Svara, Ma Koyach Bezdin Yafa. If Bezdin does something, we have to give credence to what Bezdin is doing. Therefore, even if it's more than a Shtus, which is a sixth, the Mechor is kind, not like the regular Halacha of Oinov, that the that it's not kaim. So that is a machlagis. So Shimon Gamaliel says it's kaim, the chacham hold. No, it's just like any other Renault where if you overestimated a sixth or underestimated a sixth, more than a sixth, the din is the mechers bottle. There's one case where everyone would agree that the mecher stands. And when is that? If a letter of inspection is sent, an Igeris Bekairis. We had this mentioned earlier in the Gemara. The Gemara now is digressing to that missioning Subas, <clears throat> and it's saying the following. Also, the coming Rabbi, there was an incident that came in front of Rabbi, who bought the Mevit Rabbanan. He wanted to do like the Rabbanan, and he wanted to say that, even though it's more than a Shtus, it is good. So the grandson said, Did you not teach us in the name of your grandfather, who was Rabban Gamliel? The only time the Rabbanan agreed to Rabban Gamliel is if there was a letter of inspection. If they made a letter of inspection, so then the sale is, is complete. So in fact, if we look in the Korban he's not Gairus, El Masvigeris Bukairus. He's Gairus in Cain, Ma'akoyach, Bezin Yafa. So the Talmidim of Rebbe asked Rebbe, didn't you teach us that the Halacha is like Roshim and Gamaliel because of Ma'akoyach, Bezin Yafa? Omar in, yes, you're right. The Chazer, he changed his mind. Gamliel, or Gamliel, he acted like Gamliel, that the Mekach is Kayim because of the concept in Bezdin The next Gemara refers back to the mission on Gimel Amit Beis, where we learned that any time that you take a person's life, it has to be judged by a bezin of 23. The Mishnah continues further, a few lines down. Shor haniskel a shore that killed a human being, has to be stoned, and his uh, verdict has to come in front of a bezin of 23. How do I know that? Shenemer, hashor yisakel, the gambal of yumas. The owner also has to die. Now, actually, the owner doesn't die. He pays kofer if he was warned before that his shore is uh, damaging people, and he wasn't careful, and then the shore killed someone. So the din is he has to pay his value, and that is considered, the Torah speaks about it, as being misas bailov. Hashor Yisako, the gambol of Yumas. And the Gemara, the Mishnah explains 
Just like when the owner is really high of Misa, not Kofer. It's done in front of a Bezin of 23, as we learned before, Dinin Fosh's Bezin Shlesha. So, so too here, where there's a special Zerzen cost of that, the Shor gets Skila. It's also done in front of a Bezin of 23. Now, let us begin the Gemara. Dinin Fosh's Bezin of Shlesha. Rabavu is Shal. Rabavu asked the following question Shor and Niskal Kurab Meir. According to Rab Meir, what is the din by Shor and Nisko? How many judges does he need? The money, the kofer of the owner will be judged in front of a bezin of three. There's no question, as we learned in the mission, you need 23 for the to kill the ox. But the question is, do we treat the monetary payment of kofer by the owner as a separate din Torah and you only need three? What does he mean he's asking according to a mayor? Because we learned in the Mishnah, we're going to go here according to the Pshat of the Pnei Moshe in the Mishnah on Gimel Amidbeis. There's a machlaikis between the Chacham and Rav Meir in the case of Moitzi Shemra. His son-in-law was Moitzi Shemra on his wife and said that she was living with someone as a Naira Marosa. He brought Adam, and the Adam were found to be Zomamim. So the son-in-law is Moti Shemra. He made up a lie, and he gets Malkus, and he has to pay 100 Kesev. And the Edim Zomimim are going to get Skila, because they wanted to cause Skila to the Naira Hamarasa. So the Rabbanin say, that the Moitzi Shemra's case is also judged by 23. It's all considered one case, and therefore you link together the Adam Zomimim who are going to get Skila because they wanted to kill the Naira Hamarasa, and you're going to link it together with the money payments that, and the Malkus that the uh, husband is high for being Moitzi Shemra. It's one case. Ramirez says no, it's two cases. The monetary aspect is judged by three Dayanim, like other monetary dinim, and the Adam Zonimim are judged with Skila with 23. So according to the Rabbanan who say that we link together the Moitzi Shemra with the Adam Zonimim, and it's all con- judged by 23, so certainly here there would be no question. Because here, the owner has to pay Kofer, which is monetary. He loses his animal which all came about from the same action that his animal gored a person and killed him. So there's no reason to separate and make it into two cases, according to the Rabbanan. According to Rabbanan, certainly if by Moitzi Shemra and Adam Zoyim, it's linked together one case of 23, certainly the din would be like that here by Shor Haniskel. The question is according to Rameir. According to Rameir, that he separates the Adam Zoyim from the husband who was Moitzi Shemra and treats it as two cases, would he consider here two cases as well? And the monetary aspect would be three, that's the Kofer, and the Sharaniskal would be 23? Or would Rameir agree here that it's linked together because it's all happening to the owner of the shore, his loss, it's all through one action that is sure gored and killed a human being. And therefore, perhaps here, he would agree to the Chachamim that we link it together and we have one trial with a Bezdin of 23. That's the Shalir of the Gemara. Rabbi Avu Shor and Nisl Karab Meir, 
Perhaps here he would divide it also, or no, he would consider it all one case and have 23. In other words, that shore and niskel really, that we take the life of the shore, we give him skila, that's, that's monetary. He, it's a loss to the owner. And yet the Torah said, even though it's a monetary thing, he it's exerosikosiv that the shore gets skila. So therefore, it makes sense to link together the kofer of the owner with the misa of the shore. So since normally a monetary issue would be judged by three. And here we say that even though it's a monetary issue on the animal, we need 23. So here we definitely link together the mummin of the kofer of the owner together with the mummin of losing his shore by becoming a shore and niskal. And then we say, since they're linked together, and the Torah said that on the shore and niskal you need 23, who had then on the money of the kofer of the owner, you also need 23, and it's all linked together in one case. Reb Meir here would be made to the Chachamin. Continues to Gemara, Antignus Hegman, Antignus, who was a Roman official, Shol Rabbi Yechman Zakei, yes, Rabbi Yechman Zakei. It says in the Torah, Shor Yisakal, the Gambol of Yumas. How could that be? How could we say that for the fact that an ox killed a person and he gets skila, that we should also kill the Bailam? He was learning the Torah literally, that the Baal gets Schaiv Misa, Omar Leh. So what response did Rabbi Yechem and Zaka give him? Shutiv Listim Kalistim. That a partner of the Ganev is like the Ganev. In other words, even though he's not stealing, let's say he's driving the getaway car, but he's in the plot. And since he's a Shutiv in the act of stealing, even though he didn't do the actual stealing, he's considered like the the other uh, Listim, and he gets the same punishment. So now Rabbi Yechem and Zaka was telling on Agnetos, that the owner will get killed as well. Kishiyatsa, when he went outside and he escorted him outside, and then the official left, his Talmidim said to Rabbi Yechemin Zakai, Rabbi, you were able to push him off with a read. In other words, you gave him an easy answer that placated him. But what are you going to answer to us? His kasha is taka good kasha. How could the owner, in fact, get killed? So, so Rabbi Yochum and Zakeh answered, of, of course the Torah doesn't mean that he himself will get killed, but it means to compare the death of the short to the death of the owner whenever the owner does get killed in the Torah. What do we learn from there? Whatever you find by an owner when he is Chayv Misa, the same will apply here to the shore who's Chayv Misa. Hikish Misa's Ba'am, Misa's Ashor. Ma Misa's Ba'am, Adrishu Chakira. Just like by the death of the owner, you can only do it if you ask these various questions, which are explained in the on Sanhedrin, questions of Drisha, of uh, the time and place when the murder took place, or um, you also ask uh, questions of uh, details of what kind of uh, color shirt was he wearing, etc. Uh, these various questions 
are found by Mises Abilam. Also, it's in front of a Bezdin of Esther Mishlosha. Af Mises has Shor, but we should give Esther Mishlosha. So here, where Shor Yisokel, where the Shor is really killed, the Baal only pays Kaifer. But we compare the death of the Shor to the death of the Bilam. Just like the death of the bomb is Drishwat Akira and uh, Esther Shloisha, so too by the death of the shore, Drishwat Akira and 23. Um, we have completed a very difficult Duff of Gomorrah, and although we're behind the Mitzvah the next uh, Duff is an easier one, and we will, Mitzvah Shem, catch up uh, and uh, stay on track.